You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Smart Sex, Smart Love. We're talking about sex goes beyond the taboos and talking about love goes beyond the honeymoon. I'm Dr. Joe Court. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to Smart Sex, Smart Love. I would like to welcome back all my listeners and to those of you that are new, thank you for joining me. This week, I'm joined by co-hosts Chelsea and Stacy from the comedy lifestyle podcast, Reasons Why I'm Single, a hilarious show revealing the struggles two 30-something Metro Detroiters have in the dating world. These girls pride themselves on being open books. They're here to talk about all things relationship killers, what to look out for, how to navigate the bad stuff and how to deal with the baggage from previous relationship experiences to be able to move on in love. The girls believe that, in the long run, trust and communication with your partner will be more successful than a bunch of luggage from failed matches. So let's explore that. Welcome, Chelsea and Stacey. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much. It's very psychological. The whole idea about not taking past relationship stuff into new relationship stuff is very psychological. Basic psychology. Can you talk about that for a minute? How do you understand that? I mean, I definitely am not 100% successful with it every time, but <laughs> I think <laughs> but I think it's important to go into new relationships with the best intentions and knowing, you know, I, if you have trust issues from previous relationships, you can't put that on your new potential partner because they don't have the, they didn't come to that with those issues. They, and you can't take it out on them. That's you're setting yourself up for failure. Exactly. Completely agree. Yeah, yeah. Cause we all have, we all don't have the same shared experiences. So it's not fair for me to assume that my partner will automatically know where I'm coming from, no matter what the topic is. So to be able to discuss that and see, okay, why don't we see eye to eye on these issues really just helps all relationships. <laughs> That makes so much sense to me. And I'll tell you what else I love about your work. When Julie, uh, my uh, producer, sent this to me, I loved it. What a relation! You have these lists of relationship killers, right? And most people, we don't do that in my field. We're like, oh, here's what will happen. Here's what to do. Here's how to make it work. We don't have a lot of things about, we do have a few. Like um, there's a therapist named John Gottman. He does a lot of marital uh, research. And he says the four horsemen will kill your relationship. Contempt, uh, criticism, um, stonewalling. And defensiveness. So that's really the only time researcher I know of that's really talking about what other than, so I'd like to hear your, like you have these lists of relationship killers. Can you talk about them? Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Yes. (laughs) We have enough relationships here. (laughs) Um, No, I, I, I think one of the big ones is unspoken expectations. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're like, and it leans into communication, but if you're not, verbalizing what you need from your partner you can't expect them to know and then and then in like internally we take we get angry with them and they don't even know why (laughs) (laughs) it's like when you wake up from a bad dream and you were fighting with them in a dream and you wake up and you're mad at them when you wake up (laughs) oh my god so true there's a therapist in my field he says couples fight over contracts they never made oh that's great that's That's real (laughs) And along with that, definitely just having patience and how you react to something because 
again, like if I have certain expectations, just like Chelsea was saying, like unspoken expectations, like, listen, my birthday is coming up. Like, I want you to do something special. And then nothing happens. I'm just like, what the heck is going on? But then um, I actually dated someone who was like that. But then once we unpacked it, he was just like, oh, we never celebrated birthdays growing up as a kid. We didn't have a lot of money. So we didn't spend money on that. So then I'm over here about to get mad that they're not doing anything special. Whereas they grew up as it not being special. So it's just, I have to be patient with that. So then it's like, Hey, like if an anniversary is coming up, I have to be patient and be like, Oh, this isn't something that they're used to. Let's walk through this together. Yes. And sometimes you have to do that multiple times, not just once. Preach. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of your experiences that you're coming to your podcast with are personal or are they learned from, are you in psychology majors or what is it? (laughs) (laughs) Most of it is personal. <laughs> yes. If not all of it. <laughs> because it's very good. It's very like, it looks like when I read through it, like you have some psychology background that you understand Aww. and you really do. It seems like all, like this whole thing, be more like me mentality, such a relationship killer. Can you talk about that one? Oh gosh, it's the worst. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like for me with my dating experience, usually it's opposites attract. And so I think that was a big issue that I had when first, let's say in my you know, early twenties and beginning to date. Whereas I would see potential in someone and then, Oh, I can change them. I can mold them. I can help them become the best person they can be. Whereas what I wasn't really saying is that I wanted to change them. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Whereas they were fine before they met me, they'll be fine after they met me. So it's just understanding that we're individuals. We're two different people. So let's just learn like what we like about each other. In therapy terms, we call that differentiation. Can both of you be different and not have to make the other one right or wrong or good or bad? Really sitting with um, the tension of having difference of opinions. Correct. I mean, and I think that I think that goes into all relationships. I mean, Stacey and I have been friends since we were twelve, and so. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> and Chelsea I mean, always says our relationship can drink. <laughs> <laughs> But to imply that like you can't, I mean, obviously we're not going to agree on everything, but I think that's one of our strengths is that we are so different in, in other things. And when that comes around, um, but I think that's something because our relationships been so long that it does help in romantic relationships because I know I'm going to see Stacey every week. And if we don't agree, she's going to be like, oh, I can't stand you. She means it with love, but it's the way (laughs) we talk to each other. Can you talk about you talk about the difference between dating in your 30s versus your 20s. So what's fun about dating in your 30s? <laughs> I think knowing yourself more. I wish mm-hmm. I could. I mean, we press that a lot on our show is that I wish I could just shake the girls who are 20 right now and being like, I'm 22. And where is he? And I'm ready. And, and um, or the or even just people who haven't had that chance to really like delve into their own sexuality. Like, you don't really know who you are at 20. You don't really know who you are at 25. I personally didn't really get a true sense of myself until I was well into my thirties. And then it was like, now I know because my standard of self-care is so high. My standard of my expectation of care from someone else is much higher. Mm. I'm not going to accept the guy who's like, Oh yeah, you know, let's, let's, you know, I, I didn't want to, speculate but you know you know what I mean (laughs) yes I do know what you mean 
Oh, preach Chels. I completely agree with all of that. Just 20s were just very young and carefree and whatever came my way. Ah, we'll see what happens. But now my 30s are very much more purposeful. And like Chelsea said, like we put in the work into self-care. So I know what I need. So I can't pour out to other people if I myself am not filled. So the fact that I've taken the time to make sure that I'm good, it puts me in a better headspace and a better place to be able to be a great partner. I'm telling you, you guys are so savvy and psychologically savvy. Have you been in therapy? Because <laughs> you get it. You really get it. I think I think I probably should be. <laughs> hey, therapy's I awesome. Like, I'm fortunate really to be good. friends with therapists, but yeah. um yeah, just I feel like just for me, just having a wise counsel around you and just knowing that I don't know it all. I am not always right. And just being open-minded to people just for me, just being open in prayer. I pray a lot. (laughs) I love all that. I love hearing wise counsel. What a great, so I was in my twenties. So I'm, I'm gay and I dated a lot of guys in my twenties. I was out. It was the eighties. And um, I didn't get serious though until my, uh, it was my, I was 27 and I thought, but I'm dating these guys. I'm being sexual really soon with them. And then nothing happens. They go away and I get attached and it hurts me because I can now see they only wanted to have sex with me. And so I got really serious like you are in your thirties in my late, later twenties. And I met my husband at 30 and we've been together 27 years. So oh I my really gosh. I know. I feel really fortunate because I had no role models, nothing. Even my own family had fucked up relationships and didn't make yeah. it. And, you know, All of us. I didn't want anything to look like that. <laughs> But you, yep. you, you're getting this now into your 30s. And um, what do you do about sex? A lot of my clients will say, I don't want to be sexual really fast. I want to kind of take it slow. What do you think of that? I mean, I think in general, I mean, I'm, I'm straight, but I, and in general, I think that guys, it is harder now with, with online dating. You have to be very clear and very upfront because there are a lot of girls. And listen, I say it all the time on the show. I'm not going to, if you make the choice, just sleep with whoever you want. Make the decision for you. Like, make sure you're safe. But as long as no one's forcing you into that situation, live your best life. Sleep with everybody. It's just not who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really ever who I was. Thank you. I was like, Sorry, Dad. that statement. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that. But, but um, yeah, like that, I'm not shaming anybody into that. But I feel like there is a lot of expectation of immediate satisfaction with you're going to swipe, you're going to find this person, you're going to yay or nay, you're going to get it down, get funky and goodbye. And um, there's, I was actually just reading this article and it was really interesting because it was like, right before you're about to have sex with someone, they help you out of your clothes and you help each other out of their clothes. And then afterwards you get yourself, nobody's helping you out. <laughs> so once you're oh. screwed, you're done. <laughs> and, true. And it's you very have true. Who's going to help you. And so I think as long as you're open with that person, I have, been in a couple of recent relationships where I've, I mean, honestly, it's not like I'm not a sexual person. I just want to make sure there's, there's a base foundation of emotional and friendship there before it goes into that physical place. Not like I'm not down for it. I'm definitely down for it, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, and most guys, especially because of the age that we're in now, most guys are pretty on board for it. But honestly, I think guys, if a guy wants to be with you, he'll be with you. If he knows he has to put some effort in, then he will. Yeah. If if he doesn't want to, then he won't, you know, you just can't let your feelings get hurt about that. Everybody's looking for their one person. Yeah. And so Chelsea and I, again, we've been friends for forever. So me, um, I've always been actively, I want to wait until I'm married to have sex. So that's just 
been my stance for a while. So mm-hmm. I am very upfront when I first start dating people. I let them know, hey, like I'm waiting until marriage to have sex because I don't think it's fair um, for them to not know that. And if someone requires that out of a relationship, they need to know that they're not going to get that component from me unless we're married. So for me, like it's pretty easy now. Like I've been at this for like decades. So it's pretty easy for me um, not to have sex, but don't get it twisted. I get urges and all that stuff, but I just learned to like go for a walk or something like that. (laughs) She gets those amps. I say antsy because I don't like the word H-O-R-N-Y. I say antsy. (laughs) Well, you know, I used to, um, I made a decision in my uh, 27 that I wasn't going to be sexual with a guy for three months. And then if a guy couldn't uh, date me that long, and a lot of guys couldn't, then I would just let them pass by. And some guys really, I I look at today, I think, God, we would have had a great relationship. But if they weren't willing until I met my husband, Mike, and he was more than willing, it was frustrating. We still held, we cuddled, we slept in the same bed. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You got to have boundaries, right? Yes. A hundred percent. And mind you, the physical attraction and the physical like affection is very important in a relationship. But I just, yeah. I mean, don't you feel like when, when you finally did get around to it, wasn't it just the best? Yes. It was so much better. And I trusted him more. And yeah, and it went much more That's organically awesome. and naturally than it would have the other way for me. Yes. Goals. And, and, you know, (laughs) as a gay man, you're not like, this isn't really your thing. But like for women, there is a real um, get out of your head moment when you don't trust somebody in a sexual situation and you can't really enjoy it. And I I tell 20 year old girls this a lot too. I'm like, man, sex is much better in your 30s. Just wait. (laughs) Now, why is that? Again, it's that self encouragement. I'm much more comfortable, even though, man, I was like, I was skinnier and hotter and all that stuff back then. But you're way hot now. (laughs) 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 But like, I'm more comfortable with what I know I need and what I know is going to satisfy me. And I'm not afraid to actually express that. Whereas in my twenties, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Is that good for you? Cause apparently that's what I'm supposed to ask. And yeah, and it, no, you're, you're good. And I'm not good, but that's fine. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, it. For, yeah. For me, I can't clearly, I can't speak to the physical component about it, but in terms of self confidence, like as like in my twenties, like, you know, I didn't know anything. So guys are telling me like, yeah, you're supposed to touch me. And it's just like, oh, okay. As long as we're not having sex, it's okay. Like, that's just what I'm supposed to do. So I was just letting strangers mold me into what a physical experience should be, even if I was actively waiting until marriage. But now in my thirties, I'm confident. I know what I want to do and what I don't want to do. So the fact that I can walk in and just be like, you know what? I own this. I know who I am. Like I'm good. Don't get it twisted. The day I get married on my wedding night, I'm probably going to freak out a little bit and call Chelsea (laughs) and be like, am I doing this? Like, is this happening? But (laughs) but at least I talked a good game up until then. You know, you guys are making sense, too, because they're starting to question whether in research and science, whether they should continue um, interviewing college uh, males and females because they're not as evolved in, a, in their early 20s as you are in your 30s. So when there's mm-hmm. sexual conversations or sexual studies, they're starting to rethink, are these the, real, the people that we should be talking to? Because they're not going to necessarily reflect, you know, the, the population, Absolutely. the rest of the population. Absolutely. Especially, I mean, the average age of when people get married is, is later and just people's life expectancy is longer. I feel like that's such a young viewpoint to base everybody's opinion off of. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. 
Like they haven't paid taxes for 10 years. They don't get to have an opinion. (laughs) Wait, we're supposed to pay taxes? What are those? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, don't say that online. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I was was being hypothetical as a 20-something that didn't know about taxes because the parents take care of everything. Exactly. So you talk about relationship killers. What are things to do that would make, what's the opposite of killer? You know, make it go, make it a go. I mean, I, in my, in my perfect little picturesque in relationship, I, I need somebody who's going to be fun with me and playful. I want it to be a relationship that is not, that is serious in its status, but not serious in its emotional value. You know, I want it to be fun. And I know that there's going to be serious things that happen and all that. I just don't want to feel like it's a job. You know, I want to be able to find a partner Mm -hmm. that I can lean on. And I am totally the person who, when Britney Spears plays at the grocery store, I I'm dancing. I want somebody who's not going to roll their eyes and go to the next aisle. I want somebody who's going to like shake it with me, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Until that person comes, we will go grocery shopping together. (laughs) Uh, No, I completely agree. I'm not one of those people, like, not that I'm against anyone that does this, but I'm not a person that has like a list of traits that people have to have. Uh, My must haves are they have to be someone like we share the same faith, like love Jesus. Yes. And then they also have to have a great sense of humor. Like I like to laugh, joke, have fun. Just like Chelsea, like also Kroger has like the best playlist because they were playing LaBouche and I'm like, oh, clear the aisle way. It's going down. It's so true. But the fact that even if the person isn't like gonna dance with me, the fact they'll be like, oh, here she goes. That's her thing. I love myself. Like yes. So just, you know, I need someone that shares faith, someone that can have fun. And like Chelsea was saying beforehand, like we have that friendship. So that's my go-to person. And then something that I heard not too long ago, again, me just someone who um like believes in God and Jesus. Someone was saying that one like scripture that you always hear at weddings, love is patient, love is kind and that whole thing they said you should mm-hmm. put your man's name in there and if it doesn't fit those characteristics maybe double check if it's love and I oh i like cool. that i like that i also really like how comfortable you are in your own skin being single because most people who are single particularly women i would say in my in my experience feel really bad about themselves like flawed oh, like man. they stand out in our culture what do you say to those women Oh, girl, you're going to be fine. Um, it's, <laughs> it's funny because like, I was always going to lots of my friends, like wedding showers and baby showers. And every single time I'd sit at the table and people would be like, well, are you dating anyone? Or are you going to get married soon? I yeah. mean, you know how your eggs are right now. And just they keep feeding <laughs> oh, you oh, yeah. people all, the all the time. Yeah. So I made the decision to stop going to like baby showers and bridal showers. I'll get them a gift, like no matter what, but I just didn't want to, I always was in a bad headspace after that. So then I really had to take a step back because they would always say, well, you seem really fun, really cool. What's wrong with you? That's what they would always Mm -hmm. ask us. So then I'm taking a step back saying, well, what's wrong with me? I thought it was fine, but clearly I'm not fine because I'm not with anyone. But if if someone needs to know if I'm okay as to, well, they're with someone, so they're okay. Like that's, that's not a good, it's not a good diagnosis. Like I'm fine with me. And as long as I'm fine with me, everything's going to be okay. So don't worry. Like girls run this. <laughs> I like that. Um, I think RuPaul says it best right at the end of drag race. When, she, when he <laughs> says, if you can't love yourself, how the heck are you going to love anybody else? Yeah. That's awesome. Like, yes. I think self-esteem, especially in this, like Instagram, everyone is so perfectly yeah. beautiful all the yes. time. 
world that we live in, the expectation, the self-expectation that people put on themselves, like, um, and you know, in general people do, I mean, I would love somebody who's like super foxy looking, um, <laughs> it's like everybody has that, like they want the step up thing, but like you, it right. starts with yourself. Like yes. if I met some dude, <laughs> there's a, there's a comedian, um, Eliza Schlesinger and she's like, girls are weird. If they love that man, they'll be like, Oh, he's got this gangly tooth and I just lick it. I love it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Preach. Like that is my dude. I'm gonna go hard right. for my dude. No matter what, like, yes. <laughs> and like, hopefully he would do the same thing for me. Exactly. We need to be able to go to bat for each other, but like it starts with yourself. You yes. can't, it's not, it's not my job to make someone else happy. Our happiness is together. We're not like, I don't want to be someone who completes me. I'm, I am yes. complete. I want somebody yeah. who's just walking on that same path with me. Yeah. And I like, I have to say to what you said about how people look so much better on social media, you take better pictures, better lighting. I think we're seeing this now we're in quarantine and all these celebrities are in quarantine. And now, now you're yes. seeing them like, yes. this is how they really look. There's Thank no light you. on them. The makeup isn't right. The hair, 100%. and they don't—they still look fine, but they right. don't look like they look on TV. And I'm always right. thinking, even as a psychologist, I'm thinking, why can't I look more like I don't know Anderson Cooper or you know whoever you know? And and, and then when they come out of the light, I'm like, I do kind of look like you know, I look good for me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, you are good looking. Yes, <laughs> but it, it is a lot of pressure to have to look a certain way, and you see these images, and really, even the camera angles and even all the lighting people use, um, it's fake. You know, it's not how you look when you're when you're in when you're outside of all that. Listen, I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. I'm a makeup artist. That's the only reason I look like this right now, and I have a fake background. Great. And I have really nice lighting. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the opposite because all of my calls for work, they all have to be video calls, like Zoom uh-huh. calls, whatever. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not putting in the effort. I'm not putting on makeup, but natural lighting does make me look amazing. I'm not it does. Sad, <laughs> but I have no makeup on because I'm like, listen, I woke up like this. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? We're getting closer to the end of the show. And I might, I might make you lip sync for your life since you brought up RuPaul. So before we go, <laughs> love it. Um, what would you like to add to, for people to hear about your work? I mean, I think I think something that's rare about our podcast versus other dating podcasts is a lot of it is, you know, it's very very preachy, and it's like you know, this is why you're single, and this is what's going mm-hmm. on with you, and we, and really, we're just like, no, 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 this is what happened. This is why I'm still single, and it's not a negative thing. It's not. These are the reasons why I'm single. Poor me. It's these are the reasons why I'm still single because I have this standard of care for myself and I haven't, it hasn't been matched yet. And I think that a lot of people, especially um, high school girls and, and in college who are really focused on, you know, guys have, guys think they have a lot of power in high school and college because girls don't really have that self esteem yet. And I really just want them to hear that, like, listen, If he likes you, he's going to stick around. You do not yeah, have yeah. to sleep with him. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hi. <laughs> let him get to know you. Let him see the great person that you are and exactly who you've always meant to be. And and I think we do that with humor. Um, yes. One of our very <laughs> first episodes, a guy was very, very, <laughs> he showed up to a blonde date. His pictures were very old. He was a very large man <laughs> and he ordered a lot of food on my date. And I was like, 
we went to a movie he ordered everything and i and i was like oh gosh okay and then he goes well what do you want and i was like i'll just have some of your popcorn he ordered me a separate popcorn he's like (laughs) (laughs) listen he paid i've never felt thinner (laughs) but on the flip side of it the deeper part of it was like how little he cares for himself in this moment that he's showing pictures from two years before and that he you know and so it was like you know it's it's this very funny story that actually has a moment, like a moment of truth and honesty in it. Then it's like, own who you are in this moment. The right person will love you for exactly who you are. That's so well Absolutely. said. Stacey, what would you I, say? Yeah. Um, that it's, this is a fun time. I was talking about this um, the other day was that like once, like you're single, I'm single right now. It's like, once I get married, I will never be just single again like either i will be like god willing i will not be divorced but like widowed or something like that you're never going to have this season anymore and this single season especially like in my early 30s have been like the best of my life like i can do whatever i want like i focused on me whether it's like you know self-care mentally like finances all that other stuff like this i feel like i'm in my prime right now see if you went to israel and Paris, like, <laughs> and then Chelsea went to Ireland. Like we, like we were just able to just drop our stuff and just go. And awesome. not that there's like, that's something that we may not be able to do anymore. I mean, we will do that once we're married and do that with our partner, but the fact that we can do fun, spontaneous things and there's nothing really holding us back to do that. It's just such a fun season and people should really take advantage of having this time because it's just, it's such a precious time. So just enjoy it. Just enjoy it and have fun. I've never laughed so much. I think that's why my skin looks so much better. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's so awesome. You're so positive. I really want people to listen to your podcast. So how can they find it? We are available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, we would love a rating on iTunes because that's the one that like everybody kind of goes for. But um, we're available on all of them, Spotify and, oh, God, there's another one. And I can't think of the name. Sure. <laughs> anyway, like, that's it, Stacey. This is get you with Stacey. <laughs> um, we also post on uh, Facebook. We're Reasons Why I'm Single or uh, Instagram and Twitter. We are at RWIS Podcast. Yay. Thank you so much to both of you. I really appreciate both of you, Stacey and Chelsea being my guests. And um, I want to thank everyone for listening. And I want you, don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter myself at Dr. Joe Court. And please rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast. Uh, Until next week, goodbye, everybody. And goodbye, Chelsea and Stacey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Smart Sex, Smart Love. I'm Dr. Joe Court, and you can find me on joecourt.com. That's J-O-E-K-O-R-T.com. See you next time.